Today, this podcast is being recorded on Awabakal and Waramai land. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to heal period shame, heal our pussies and wombs, and find the way to a more pleasurable period and sex life. I'm your host, Jem Campbell, a nutritionist, dietitian, sexologist, period empowerment guide, and menstrual blood witch. If you love the podcast, remember to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode and so we can reach and empower as many sluts and womb holders as possible. Let's get into this week's episode. Just a quick disclaimer before we get into this episode. I am not a doctor, I am not a neurologist, I'm not a naturopath, I'm not a herbalist, I am a nutritionist and dietitian and a sexologist. So I am simply speaking to these tools from personal experience of what's helped me and also things that I have heard from other people and naturopaths and specialists. If you think you might have PMDD or PME, please chat to your physician or GP as soon as possible. Um, you might even like to chat to your psychiatrist so you can get a diagnosis and then you can go from there with treatment options. If you missed last week's episode going into the symptoms and diagnosis process of PMD and PME, I highly recommend going back and listening to that episode first. Hey folks, welcome back to Blood Slut. Um, this video is also going to be on YouTube eventually. I actually have only uploaded one of my videos to YouTube so far, so I will get there eventually, you know, just, um, haven't got around to it yet. It's kind of one of those things that I'm putting off a little bit, um, that I need to do, so I will get there. <sighs> so today I am going to be talking about... PMDD and PME and tools that we can use if we're living with either of these two conditions. When it comes to PME, I'm only going to be talking about tools that I use for the conditions that are exacerbated for me because I don't have, say, diabetes or anything like that. So I'm going to be talking about tools to manage the exacerbation of chronic migraine, chronic pain, um, OCD and pretty much any kind of mental illness type symptom that you might experience exacerbation of. So just for a bit of background, if you haven't listened to my podcast before or you don't follow me on Instagram, I live with a few <laughs> mental illnesses. So I live with OCD, complex PTSD, borderline personality disorder, also known as BPD, narcissistic tendencies, and uh, had a mental blank. Oh, and ADHD, which obviously isn't a mental illness. That's a neurodevelopmental disorder. But I do experience exacerbation of my ADHD. And what else do I got? or just general like I guess panic disorder I don't have panic disorder but panic type symptoms um anxiety depression you know 
the whole shebang. So if you have one of those conditions and you find that your symptoms are exacerbated during the luteal phase of your cycle or during your period as well, um, then this is the episode for you. I'm also going to be talking about tools to manage and self-soothe with PMDD as well. So even if you don't have PME, don't worry, I'm also going to be talking about PMDD. And to be honest, a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about for how to manage PME are also going to help you if you have PMDD anyway, because my symptoms (laughs) that are exacerbated are very similar to the symptoms that a lot of people with PMDD experience. All right, so I'm just going to have a sip of my toy. Mm, Kind of fruity. All right. (sighs) Where do we start? I've got some notes on my laptop that I'm going to read out. But the first thing I want to say is that these conditions can't necessarily be cured um I would like to think you can recover from them and I'm sure some people have but uh generally they do last for a long time um and some people might actually live with them from a very young age from when they first start getting their period so for for some people these conditions can be lifelong um But what changes is how you actually manage them and how you learn to regulate your nervous system. So when I say regulate your nervous system, I just mean to bring it back into balance and equilibrium into a calm state where you don't have elevated cortisol. You're not in like a stress response all the time. If you are someone who lives with chronic stress or you have a lot of stresses in your life, then you might find that your PMDD or PME is actually worse during periods of your life where you're more stressed, which, I mean, that makes sense, right? (laughs) That makes a lot of sense Um, because if we're more stressed, we're, of course, going to be more susceptible to exacerbation of mental illness symptoms or everything's just going to feel a lot more difficult, overwhelming, challenging and uncomfortable. All right, so I'm going to just quickly go through the symptoms that I experience with PMDD and then I'm going to go through kind of how I manage each one. So One of the major symptoms of PMDD and something that is exacerbated for me is dissociation. Now, dissociation, of course, is just a distance or a disconnection from reality. It's your brain trying to protect itself from a situation. It can be a bit of a learned response. So it's kind of more like the freeze trauma response where you just shut down and freeze So if you're someone who experiences dissociation in your luteal phase from PMDD or PME, then I encourage you to practice 
meditation every day or as much as you can just to bring your yourself back into your body and as you probably know there's like loads of free apps that you can use like calm headspace there's loads of free videos like guided meditations on youtube spotify i'm actually going to release some meditations hopefully in the next few weeks and i might actually release one i just had an idea ding ding um i might actually release one next week to help you uh cope with a pmdd episode or a pme episode when i say episode i just mean like you basically have like a menti b like a mental breakdown or a really overwhelming situation where you're like crying and like everything feels fucked and you feel suicidal or you know whatever else so when I say episode throughout this episode (laughs) lol um that is what I'm referring to all right so (sighs) meditate and I don't mean just meditate during your luteal phase and into your bleed when you experience your symptoms I mean try and meditate every day throughout your cycle because what meditation does is It's a really great way to practice mindfulness and mindfulness, as we know, has been proven in research time and time again to regulate your nervous system, bring you back into presence and balance in your body and calm your mind and try and reduce the buzzing thoughts, the chatter, the catastrophizing, the anxiety, the nervousness, all of the things that can actually make our PMDD and PME symptoms worse and actually heighten them. So we want to try and focus every day on a lot of self-care. And under that self-care is meditation, is dancing, any way you can move your body, exercise, anything that brings you into your physical body is really great for coping with dissociation. It might not necessarily reduce the dissociation. It might help a little bit, but it might just make you a little bit more aware that you are dissociated and a little bit more aware of how dissociated you are. Because once you know how dissociated you are and if you're dissociated, once you have the awareness to identify that, then you can actually you actually have the ability to have more control. So you might be able to make a decision that will uh, keep you safe. Say, for example, you're someone who isn't very aware that they're dissociated. You might go for a drive and you might get into an accident or you might hit something or you might damage your car or you might... I don't know, piss someone off on the road and then it triggers you into an episode, which is something that happened to me yesterday morning when I was driving to therapy. So it might just prevent kind of accidents or mistakes from happening or situations that might actually put you, your safety at risk and might actually put you in a position to have a BPD, uh, sorry, not a BPD, a PMDD or PME episode or um, heightened exacerbation of symptoms so trying to recognize when you're dissociated before you're leaving the house maybe you do a check-in with yourself and say 
you know, if you're in your luteal phase and say, okay, how dissociated am I right now on a scale of one to 10? Um, or you might just think to yourself, like, it doesn't have to be a scale of one to 10. It could be, um, I'm moderately, mildly, a little bit, or I'm really dissociated. If you're really dissociated, if you're like a 10 or like kind of a seven to 10 dissociated, I would be considering asking someone else to drive you to wherever you need to go, or maybe just canceling wherever you're going. Obviously, sometimes that can be a bit tricky if you have work or something, but honestly, sometimes it's just better to catch the bus or get an Uber or just call in sick that day or even just work from home that day if you can, because it is dangerous to be driving when you're really dissociated. So just having that level of awareness. What happened to me the other day was I was really out of it. I had to drive to therapy and I actually kind of, I mean... I don't actually know if it was my fault or the person's fault, but I kind of like had to merge quickly and this guy got really, really angry at me because I kind of pulled in front of him and I think he nearly hit me, but also he did kind of speed up. But anyway, doesn't matter. But my point is that it startled me and I got really, really scared and really, really tense and I I was able to calm myself down, but that could have progressed into a really bad episode And it could have potentially fucked up my whole day. So um, it's important to make those judgments and to be able to discern whether it's actually safe for you to drive or not Um, or safe to really do anything. And it's okay to, you know, call in sick if you need to, like you have a disability, it's okay PMDD and PME are disabilities. It is okay. You have a valid reason and justification to not attend work that day if you're too dissociated to drive yourself. (sighs) Now, to recognize dissociation, I guess, is to notice how far away do I feel? Do I feel like I'm depersonalizing, which is kind of where you're looking at your hands or you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you feel like you're not yourself? Am I kind of, do I feel really like out of it and dreamy and kind of like I'm in a dream and or a nightmare or you're just feeling a bit hazy, you know, start to recognize the signs, look up dissociation, chat to your therapist about it, chat to your counselor, get familiar with dissociation so you can recognize the symptoms. Something that is really great if you're someone who dissociates is dancing and I'm also going to be hopefully releasing some dance, some somatic release kind of dancing tutorials and videos in the future. So keep an eye out for those. Uh, As some of you might know, I love to dance and dancing has been super healing for me. Sometimes if you're feeling dissociated, anxious, if you feel like you've got any kind of pent up energy, if you've just had a panic attack even, and you've got a lot of pent-up energy in your body that you need to like shake out dancing is incredible to do that Uh, an incredible way to to expel that that anxious energy from your body even just standing and like shaking or doing some star jumps is something that I love to do yesterday I had so much energy and I had a migraine and I couldn't actually I couldn't actually um really go like drive anywhere to go and do a workout or go for a walk 
because I didn't feel well enough to. So I just stood in my room and did heaps of star jumps until I was like worn out. (laughs) Sometimes you might just have to do that. If you've had a massive panic attack or you're feeling really dissociated, dancing and like when you dance, like touching your body, like really centrally even or just gently to like bring yourself back into your body and be like, I am here, I am safe you know, looking at yourself in the mirror, like I am Gem or whatever your name is, like I am here, this is my body, I'm safe. Even doing some tapping, really great for dissociation. So tapping on the points. If you're unfamiliar with EFT tapping, head to my website. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, Actually, there is a link that will, that's always in my show notes, which is called EFT Tapping for Period Shame. So if you click that link, it will take you to my website. And then on my website, I actually have a demo for tapping and you can tap through absolutely anything. I use them for my chronic pain, if I have a migraine, if I have a headache, um, if I'm feeling really anxious and overwhelmed, if I'm feeling really stuck with something, you literally just, you can be anywhere you want. And you can just tap away, tap through the points. Incredible, incredible. And my EFT tapping for period shame video that that link will take you to is actually, yeah, it's free. So if you want to, um, yeah, if you want to download that, do that. Because even though it's for period shame, you can do it for maybe shame that you feel around PMDD and PME. Maybe you treat your partner a bit shitty or you can't make it to work and you have to keep calling in sick so you feel heaps of shame that's a really really great way to somatically move through that shame to reduce it so when you're tapping for dissociation you might tap through and you might look at yourself in the mirror as you're tapping and you might say I am safe I am safe in my body, I am present in my body, I am here in the present, in the now, my name is Jem, I am Jem and I am coming back into my body, it is safe and just telling your brain that you are in a safe place because your brain is dissociating because it doesn't feel safe. So that is a really great thing to do. Now I'm going to talk about how to deal with episodes of panic and anxiety attacks basically so if you have panic disorder and it's exacerbated or generalized anxiety disorder or another anxiety disorder or if you just get random episodes of panic out of nowhere because you have PMDD then I really encourage you once again to learn tapping because tapping actually resets and regulates your nervous system and there's actually some of you might have heard of this but it's called bilateral stimulation so something that you can do um youtube you'll be able to see this but if you're listening to the podcast basically you cross your arms over your chest like you would do if you're laying in a coffin (laughs) as dark as that is hold on to your shoulders like kind of just below your shoulders so you're kind of holding on to your triceps And you're just going to tap one hand at a time if you can hear that through the mic. So you're tapping. So you're bilaterally stimulating each side of your brain. And I had a really fucked panic attack the other night, which is really rare for me. And this is something that I did to calm myself down. 
and my ex-partner actually taught me this because his mum was an EMDR psychologist and you can also cross your hands over your chest like a butterfly. So something my therapist showed me the other day and it's kind of similar and you're just tapping just under your collarbone on your chest and while you're doing this tapping, even if you're crying and you're you know, you have like you can't really talk, just trying to whisper to yourself or even just say in your mind, I am safe. And in between saying I am safe, taking a big deep diaphragmatic belly breath in. So inhaling and pushing out your belly. And then exhaling a big sigh out the mouth, like oh and doing that while you're doing the tapping and alternating the breath with saying I am safe is a really, really great tool to have if you experience anxiety or panic. I was listening to a podcast uh, yesterday and they were talking about regulating the nervous system and the person was saying how what happens, right, after we have a panic attack or a period of Uh, heightened anxiety is the crash and if you have panic attacks and anxiety attacks you'll be very familiar with this crash basically you get really tired you feel really fatigued you just want to go to sleep because your body has used up so much energy in this like you're either shaking your heart's racing you've basically done a workout um by probably staying still unless you were like pacing around um but I do recommend just uh sorry I'm explaining this thing first my ADHD brain you know how it be so um basically what this person was saying that is that primarily speaking what happens is if a deer right is being chased by a predator let's say a lion is being chased and it plays dead to protect itself the lion disappears, it, it goes away. Once the deer uh, comes to the conclusion that it's safe, it gets up and it shakes. It shakes its whole body. It shakes basically all the anxiety off, all the fear. It shakes it off and then it will run and then it will like run away and basically reset. So the shake is to reset it. <clears throat> you might have heard this before. So... um It's really important that we do that too because we're wired similar to that deer. If we have a threat like financial stress or panic attack caused by nothing, just PMDD, that's threatening. That's threatening to our life. We don't understand sometimes why we're feeling so panicky or so anxious. So when you come down finally from that panic attack, or anxiety attack, what you need to do is you need to shake the hell out of your body. So something that I did yesterday after I had um, I had an anxiety attack actually or close to a panic attack at acupuncture and I came home and I felt really angry. So I put on my anger playlist, which I'm actually going to link in the show notes. It's called Patriarchal Rage, but you can use it for any time you're feeling angry to really play it in order and set yourself aside like an hour and listen to the whole thing through and it's literally like a journey and you can literally 
like get a pillow. So I have like a squishmallow and I just like put it on my bed and I punched it and I was angry at my mum. So I pretended it was my mum's face and I was like, fuck you. And like let out all this like excess energy that had built up from two days of feeling extreme panic and anxiety. And I just needed to like get it out. And I just punched and punched and punched. And I was like fucking crazy bitch. And I was like throwing the pillow at the wall and I was like screaming and you got to like sometimes that's not possible if you live with people but maybe you can drive somewhere in your car um and you can just like scream you know just like let it out like ah fuck you like and scream out what you're like fuck you mom fuck you money fuck you whatever you know you're mad at and just fucking like you know because that is like so healing and you need to get that excess energy out of your body or it's going to build up you're going to feel restless you're going to feel irritable you're going to get frustrated easily you might have an anger outburst at your partner you might you know burn some bridges unintentionally um you might even self-harm or you know you might make a a reckless decision or a poor decision that is not helpful Um, And is not actually going to do you any good. So having a dance, even in those moments as well, you might have like I had a bit of a dance last night um, during that anger release process. And I fully just like danced and like put on like a really good song and just like like my anger playlist actually. And just like sat like a bit of a sassy dance, you know, or you might do a bit of an angry dance. Um, you know, do whatever you need to do to get that energy out. Do some star jumps, fucking get a punching bag, do some push-ups, whatever makes you feel good. Go for a run, go for a massive run, a really fast run, fucking just sprint that shit out. And then once you've come down from that process, so with the anger release playlist, the end of the playlist has a bunch of meditations and relaxing music and it guides you through kind of calming down after that because you can't just come down from that and then go about your day you need to lie down and integrate so it's a really good way to get all that energy out but then you need to lay down on your bed or on the floor in shavasana which in yoga is where you lay on your back and you have your arms and legs out so they're not touching your body. And you close your eyes and you just melt and breathe and become present again in your body. And that is a massive reset. And that can be applied for any shit mood that you're in. Even if you're feeling really depressed, a dance is a really great way to like pull you out of that because you're going to be like stimulating endorphins and they're going to be like pumping through your body and you're going to reduce cortisol as well. Um, so yeah, I really, really encourage you to dance as much as you possibly can. And if you're someone like me who has chronic pain and dancing you know your body doesn't really agree with like hectic dancing you can even just do like some kundalini yoga like sitting down like some spine movements or some hip rotations or just like shaking out your hands like this or just like like sitting down and shaking like just what anything that you can do is better than nothing even just going for a walk 
okay? You don't need to do a hectic dance. Um, you might do a bit of a floor dance if that's easier for you or a bit of just like rolling around in your bed, whatever is accessible to you. Obviously, exercise is going to be really, really helpful, but I can also understand that those of us with chronic pain might struggle a little bit with exercise. Now, if your chronic pain gets exacerbated, I do really encourage you to see a physio, talk to your psychologist about it because chronic pain is literally in your head and it's not an injury. So you want to make sure that you're also coping with it psychologically. And like I mentioned earlier, tapping, EFT tapping and any kind of somatic processing work is really, really great for chronic pain and chronic migraine because chronic migraine is a type of chronic pain. So um, I will put some um, resources in the show notes. There's a really great course for chronic pain um, by This Way Up. Talk to your uh, psychologist or counsellor about that um, or you can actually just go on there and buy it but you can get a referral so you can get prescribed the course by your health professional and then you don't have to pay for it. I think it's like a hundred bucks maybe or something. Really, really worth it if you have chronic migraine or any type of chronic pain um, because it educates you all about how to actually cope with that and how to heal and manage it um, and start recovering holistically. It's really, really good. I've almost finished it. Finished it. I'm up to my last module and I can yeah, highly, highly recommend it. It has been life-changing for me. So that's probably my main tip for chronic pain is the tapping and that course. Um, Another thing for exacerbation of chronic pain, I would say is um, Tiger Balm. Tiger Balm is so good. Um, If you don't know what it is, do I have it here? Where is it? Oh, I think it's over there. Um, It's amazing. You can literally just buy it from a chemist. It's like not that expensive. It's pretty affordable. It lasts a while. It's like a little jar. I get the red one, but you can get the white one if you want. And you can just like rub it. It's really great for migraines as well. If you get migraines, you can just rub it like just between your eyebrows and onto your forehead. And the menthol in it actually, it can burn a bit, which is a good thing if you have migraine because it actually distracts your brain from the pain or the discomfort of the migraine. Um, and I just find it, I, I wear Tiger Balm every day and I always smell really good. Everyone's like, Ooh, someone smells really good. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> Tiger Balm bitches. Um, highly recommend Tiger Balm. Rub it on your lower back. If that gets sore, whatever is, you know, getting sore, even your boobs. If your boobs get quite tender and sore, um, anywhere, probably don't put it on your pussy, obviously. <laughs> That's kind of obvious. Don't know why I said that. I guess yin yoga. Um, it's obviously not going to make the chronic pain go completely away, but it can, I guess, lessen the tightness in your body. That can also be really, really helpful if you get a lot of anxiety. And honestly, it's just super relaxing. Yin yoga, so Y-I-N yoga, 
Um, you can literally just look it up on YouTube. So many good videos there. Um, there probably honestly is are one specifically for PMDD. There are one specifically for migraine and for kind of chronic pain and headaches and things like that. Um, highly, highly recommend yin yoga. I recommend doing it at least every second day if you can, every day when you're in your luteal phase because it's really going to relax your nervous system and it's going to relax a lot of the tension in your body. And if you have chronic pain, it's going to help a lot. Focus on, say, if you have chronic pain like me in your upper body, so your shoulders, your neck, your traps and your back, um, you can literally just uh, look up on YouTube like shoulder, back, neck, yin yoga and it will give you heaps of videos on that specific part of your body. Um, and then, yeah, I, w- I would probably try and do that in the morning if you can. It's a really nice, gentle way to start your day if you know that you're coming up to that time of your cycle where your symptoms start to kick in. Um, that's something that I need to start committing to doing, honestly. Um, yeah, I have gotten into a really bad habit of not doing a lot of yin yoga, but I've just started getting back into it. I have been focusing on other things, to be fair. So another thing that um, I have found actually helpful for my chronic pain is CBD and um, THC bone oil. So it's an oil that you with uh, CBD and THC in it and you rub it into your sore parts on your body. Um, that's really great as well. I get mine from a place locally here in Newcastle, but you can probably get it from any kind of place that dispenses <clears throat> CBD and THC oils. Um, medicinally, obviously. Now, if you have chronic pain, THC oil is actually really good for that. Uh, for me personally, I can't take THC because it exacerbates, um, OCD for me and I have a history of psychosis in my family so it's not actually safe for me to take that. I do rub a bit on me topically but I don't go like super overboard with it. Um, so just be mindful of that. Um, Alternaleaf is really really good um, if you want to try medicinal CBD and THC oils. CBD um, can also be really really good for anxiety so highly recommend that as well. Um, there's also an oil called flow that I've been prescribed before for like, uh, hormonal stuff. Um, I will try and find it and put a link in the show notes. I also get that from the place I get my CBD oil. Just honestly, as much stretching and movement as you can do to like loosen up your body. That's not going to exacerbate your pain. Um, sticking to doing your physio exercises, making sure that you do those even on days where, you know, <laughs> you're not feeling the best um, and motivating yourself by remembering that the more consistent you do those exercises, the more results that you're going to see long term. Um, which can be really difficult in the short term because you might not see those results for a while or you might just kind of give up, which, um, guilty. (laughs) And don't beat yourself up if you miss a day or a week of doing your physio exercises. Um, It happens. Like, I've not done mine for like a month. So (laughs) uh, this is like me holding myself accountable right now to this. And yeah, you might go through periods where you don't do them and that's okay. You'll come back to it, you know. 
it's really important that we don't guilt ourselves and shame ourselves for not doing the things that we quote unquote should be doing for our health because in all seriousness sometimes we just don't have the fucking capacity but I do really encourage you to push yourself even on days where it's hard Um, and maybe have an accountability buddy I'll happily be your accountability buddy maybe your partner can you know motivate you or you have a friend with PMDD or a housemate who can motivate you maybe you can do your uh, workouts or your physio exercises together maybe you can even just go to the gym and do your physio exercises if that's gonna like push you to do them if you get a bit bored at home because then, you know, when you have people around you who are doing that stuff, then you're like, oh, I need to do something. I can't just sit here on my ass, you know. Okay, I'll move on to um, exacerbation of chronic migraine. And obviously a lot of, I guess, some people with PMDD might get headaches and things as well. So this probably applies to a lot of you. So I have recently um, purchased a device called Cephaly. So C-E-F-A-L-Y. I'm pretty sure it's sold globally. Um, I bought it from the Australian store and I will put a link to it in the show notes. Again, this isn't sponsored or an ad or anything. Um, I have just recently bought this and um, at the World Migraine Health Summit a few weeks ago, I watched like a ton of videos from that summit with the top leading neurologists in the world. Um, talk about migraine treatments and a lot of them mentioned this device and a lot of them talked about neuromodulation devices so devices that stimulate different nerves in your head in the preventative and acute treatment of migraine so if this is something that um, you know if you do live with chronic migraine and like you're like me and it gets really badly exacerbated during your luteal phase and into your bleed and you literally have a migraine for like two weeks straight then I really encourage you to try this device especially if you've tried like a bunch of other treatments and nothing is working um yeah just a tip with that if you do get the device make sure that you clean your forehead really really well with a generic soap I fucked up and didn't read the fine print basically the um well the instruction manual because ADHD and I was like I'm just gonna do it but you have to use a generic soap. So don't use like a cleanser um, or anything with like lots of fragrances in it to like clean your skin before you stick the electrode on because that's actually going to like make it not stick properly and then you're going to have issues and you're going to fuck up all your electrodes really quickly like I did and then you're going to have to buy more and they are a bit expensive. So that's my tip if you do get that. I don't want you to make the same mistake that I did because um, I actually had to use some aluminium tape to tape the electrode to my forehead because it was like coming off and the Cephaly device was actually like like making my forehead feel really strange because it wasn't like on properly and I think I've actually, I'm starting to get headaches from it now because I think the tape was like fucking shit up um so don't do that either that was really silly but I was desperate what can I say I'm desperate at this point um so yeah chronic migraine for me is probably the worst part of my PME because uh it's the most debilitating because it physically debilitates me um obviously I'm not saying that mental health issues and illness isn't debil- aren't debilitating Um, because they are but I just mean that like I'm literally sometimes bedridden for like a week at a time or I can't really leave the house um, or life is just really unpleasant because migraine really affects your mood 
So obviously another thing for migraine is magnesium. Um, magnesium glycinate is the best form of magnesium to treat migraine. I will put a link in the show notes. Again, not an ad for the ethical nutrients magnesium and the one that my uh, naturopath recently prescribed me and you can choose which one you like better. Um, I do recommend going with a, a neutral flavored one because the flavored ones are really gross and they taste like really sweet and fake that fake kind of sweet and they're kind of foul. <laughs> yeah and make sure you're having like a magnesium supplement as a powder because that's going to be better um, absorbed more bioavailable for your body. In terms of other things for migraine when you have so that's more like preventative stuff uh obviously botox is another great way to prevent migraine if you haven't seen a neurologist and chatted about botox definitely do that if you live in the newcastle australia area send me a message and i can recommend my neurologist um dr chris who i've had one lot of botox so far um hasn't worked for me yet I'm waiting for my second dose. Sometimes it can take two doses to work and you have to get them three months apart. Unfortunately, Medicare does not let you get get, get them any closer together. And sorry if I sound like really out of breath today. I am out of breath. Um, I've had a lot of shortness of breath and I think it's like a stress thing and like a reflux thing. If I sound a bit weird today, that's why. See, like even my reflux gets exacerbated. Um during luteal okay I have a really fucked migraine today so the brain fog is real the brain fog is really real obviously keep up um your water like hydrating drinking um teas like raspberry leaf tea and like relaxation teas are really really great not only for migraine but for all of the other symptoms you experience because the more hydrated you are the less likely you are to be dehydrated therefore the less likely you are to feel anxious really great way to try and prevent that exacerbation of anxiety so stay really hydrated aim to aim to drink about three liters a day especially during luteal and your bleed um and try drinking some yeah relaxation teas so locally here at scoop in australia which is like a bulk food store where you go in with a little paper bag and you scoop things into the bag They have this really great calming blend. I think it's called like calming tea blend or something like that. And it has like chamomile, rose, some other things in it. Really delicious, really yummy. And that is so relaxing, so calm. I should drink it more than I do. Um, So I recommend that because the calmer you are and the less of a stress response you're in, um, the less likely you are to get a migraine and also the less likely your migraine is going to be really fucked and it'll hopefully just help some of the the migraine symptoms lessen but also the anxiety and things that can come with migraine um another really great herb for anxiety in general but also anxiety that you can get with a migraine um is ashwagandha so ashwagandha is a herb i believe it's a chinese herb um And it is best taken in a liquid form, like most herbs, better absorbed by the body. Um, From my understanding of my conversations with naturopaths and ashwagandha, I get the alcohol-free one because obviously alcohol is a migraine trigger. 
and if we're getting migraine, we do not want to be drinking alcohol uh, ever. So yeah, I recommend going to your local um, compounding chemist or naturopath um, clinic and getting a bottle of ashwagandha. You can also get in that mix, um, in that herbal mix with the ashwagandha, things like rhodiola, um, licorice root is really great for depression, anxiety. Just go in, have an appointment or have a chat to them and just let them know you have PMDD or you have, um, you know, exacerbation of whatever and they will be able to whip something up for you that is individualized because those are the specific herbs that have worked for me, um, but they might not necessarily work for you. Um, other things that are really great if you experience maybe insomnia or maybe you can't get to sleep because you have a migraine um, are things like valerian, passion flower, lavender. So finding like a sleepy tea or having like a herbal liquid or a, or a herbal tablet as valerian and passion flower. Um, Swiss makes a really good one called sleep something it's got valerian in it um that's that one's really really good just take note that some people can actually have the opposite reaction to those herbs those calming sleep herbs um for me personally when I like smoke passion flower and lavender actually as well I get really anxious and like really irritated just take note that if if you're feeling like it's making you more anxious just don't do it because yeah don't get confused by that because it does happen same for valerian I used to be able to take it and it worked really well and then I actually got to a point where it started doing the opposite and it started actually keeping me awake so yeah just take note of that um and don't freak out if you have the opposite reaction to what <laughs> to what you're meant to have, quote unquote. <sighs> so I'm going to actually stop there for this episode because we're at 47 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to make a part two and I'll release it next week. Um, so I'm going to talk in the part two, I'm going to talk about um, some other herbal remedies and treatments that I've tried, um, pharmaceuticals that I've tried as well. And just some other um, healing modalities and self-soothing tools. I'll also chat about the importance of nutrition and diet. Alright, blood sluts. I will catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Just one last thing. <laughs> um, I actually ended up creating a playlist on youtube for all of you and for myself <laughs> for pmdd and pme time and it's just a playlist full of yin yoga classes on youtube so but my words Ugh. so enjoy that it's in the show notes definitely read the show notes i put a lot of resources in there for you okay love you bye